0: Hey guys. Hey guys. Welcome to episode 34.
1: Episode 34 of A Strange Thing Podcast. I am Mike. And I'm
0: Austin. And you are in the strange zone. <laughs> I went for didgeridoo. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. I
1: thought that was pretty cool. Thanks. Speaking of pretty cool. Okay. There is something that we're going to do this next week that is very cool. Mm -hmm. And so I thought, let's do a little bit of ground, bedrock, lane. Let's lay that. Let's lay lay down the foundation. The foundation of what we're going to do. So we're going to take a little jaunt into the paranormal. Yeah. We like the paranormal. Well, I don't know if we like it, but we're intrigued by the paranormal. Oh, yeah. So we are going to go on a paranormal adventure at a known and reputable haunted site. Red right, bro? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Here in Idaho, in Boise, which is the state capital, there is an old penitentiary that is no longer in service. Mm-hmm. It's called the Old State Penitentiary. Hmm. Yeah. It's a very Catchy clever name, name right? yeah. yeah. And right now, it's a historical building. Ran by the Idaho Historical Society. Sweet. It's open for tours and things like that. Yeah, I toured
0: it in junior high, I think.
1: It's a pretty cool place. Yeah. It's all made of stone. I think it was made in like uh, probably in the 1860s, but it opened in 1872. That's old. That's when it started taking prisoners. Nice. And it had a long history of incarcerating individuals. And over that 101 years of service, there were 11 executions. Yikes. Now, there were hundreds of deaths there. Some of them were, you know, old age or accidents or heart attacks, you know, whatever. But 11 executions happened there. Some bad guys. (laughs) (laughs) I don't want to go too deep into all of the executions and stuff because this is more of an introduction. Like we said, it's bedrock. Mm -hmm. But I did want to talk about one. Okay. So, and this happened to be the very last execution at the Idaho State Penitentiary at the old site. Okay, so this was number 11. Number 11. This is the last one before they closed down that whole thing. And it it was death by hanging. And it was, you know, like the trap door kind of thing where they pull a lever, the trap door comes out and the body falls through and it breaks the neck and they're dead. Short stop and yeah. sudden drop. Well, our lucky recipient of <laughs> death by hanging was a man known by no other name than Raymond Snowden. Raymond Snowden. Raymond Snowden, otherwise known as Idaho's Jack the Ripper. Oh. Yeah, he was not a very nice guy.
0: It doesn't so, sound like
1: it. No. You so, killed and raped prostitutes? No. Oh. The lady's name that was killed was Cora Dean. Cora Dean. And her husband had recently died within like six months. Mm-hmm. And to not be alone and to have something to do, she would go out to different bars or nightclubs and gamble and do things just to have a life. Yeah. What year was this? This is in 1956. Okay. So Cora Dean decides she's going to go out one night, and she goes down to the Hi-Ho Club. Oh, she's going to go bebop down to the Hi-Ho. Hi-Ho, Hi-Ho. It's, it's down off to the club, club I go. go. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> so good. she goes down there, and little did she know, it would be her last night of life. Mm. So she goes to the club, and apparently she meets this Raymond Snowden, okay. and I guess he's trying to, you know, put the moves Schmooze. on her or whatever. Eventually kind of migrates to the alley out back of the High ho club. Okay. Yep. And that's where the dastardly deed took place. Yikes. He propositions her. She says no, rejects his advances. He's a little baby. And says, it. well, you make a choice. Either you let me rape you, or I am going to slit your throat. She promptly kicks him in the groin. Nice! Yes. Get her! Yes. There he but that. Get him! But that infuriates him. Okay. So he ends up slitting her throat so deeply that it severs her spinal cord. And then he proceeds to stab her 29 times. That's
0: way too many
1: times. So then he runs off and uh, apparently he runs to a nearby cigar shop and he discards the knife into the gutter outside the cigar shop, mm-hmm. runs into the bathroom without anybody really even able to, you know, like slow him down or stop him. was right. in, in 1950,
0: there. whatever, they didn't have cameras on every right. corner. Yeah, no know.
1: cameras. So he runs in there. He's in there for like 30 minutes in the bathroom. Probably. Never mind. He's trying to wash up. He's cleaning up. I mean, you can imagine there was blood spray everywhere. Yeah. The witness of the people at the cigar shop, along with finding the murder weapon. In the gutter. In the gutter is what did him in. Nice. So he was convicted. He was put on death row. Fast forward. Finally, his time has come and they march him down to the uh, hangman's noose. And as he's standing there on the trapdoor, they place the noose over his neck. Mm-hmm. And the hangman pulls the lever and he falls. And I guess the height was miscalculated because it doesn't snap his neck. He is chunked. This was a new system. It mm-hmm. was like the first time it was used for an actual hanging. And there was like a viewing pane of glass where the family members and stuff could watch the hanging take place of the victim. Mm-hmm. Right. And when the trapdoor slung down and he fell through, the force made the thing shake. It shattered the window.
0: Whoa. Yeah. So the exit. glass
1: went everywhere. And then it didn't break his neck. So he hung there and kicked for like sixteen minutes. Before he died. Wow. Yeah, and bad things happen to your body, I guess, when you're hanging and dying. Like all your bodily functions release. Makes sense. Yeah. So there was a big mess, and he was twitching and jerking and slopping things around. It was a it was a bad deal. Gross. Yeah. Serves so him right. Piece of shit. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> that was the last execution that took place in the old Idaho Penitentiary. Mm, that's now, a pretty good story. Yeah. Since then. Because it's a national historical building, mm-hmm. a lot of people have gone there knowing about some of these you know, really dramatic events, and they have looked for ghosts. And many people believe that the penitentiary is haunted by the ghost of Raymond Snowden. Oh, okay. Yeah. And apparently he's manifested to people. He's you know, spoken through EVPs or whatever that his name is Raymond Snowden. And anyway, supposedly he has made contact so he's one of the ghosts that maybe we will get to encounter as we go to the old Idaho penitentiary and join this paranormal investigation. It starts at like nine in the evening. You go there it's as the sun's going down. They divide you in teams and you go around to every building on the entire penitentiary site, mm-hmm. which is, I think, 501 acres. Dang. Yeah, it's big. But since then, they divided a lot of that off that wasn't surrounded by walls. Mm-hmm. And that is now the Idaho Botanical Gardens. That's crazy. Yeah.
0: I told you it was big. Yeah, it, it is big. I toured it in high school. Yeah. Want to hear my angry story? It's yeah. almost as bad as this Raymond's. Nova yeah, I want to hear it. I went there in junior high. Yeah. And I remember who I rode with. I'm mm-hmm. not going to mention their names. When we got there, we did the whole tour thing. They had like a lunch break. So we just found like this spot to eat lunch like on the grassy area Mm -hmm. there's like some stairs and stuff and i was drinking sunny d and my friend i was eating lunch with made a joke and and i took a drink and you know i like (laughs) you know laughed and spit it out accidentally and the dad came over and came over and chewed me out about it he's like you have no respect for people i'm like it's a prison so no i don't have respect (laughs) and two (laughs) it's an accident and i'm in junior high yeah, that's pretty traumatic You yeah. might be tall, but you are not strong, young man. That is almost
1: on the same par mm-hmm. as getting your neck sliced open. I'd say so.
0: <laughs> well, <laughs> it was Austin's idea to go to the Idaho Penitentiary. Because I'd been there, and I had this traumatic experience about the, the Sunny D. We all heard right, about right, that. Yeah. <laughs> and but I remember seeing it on like Ghostbusters. Yeah, or it's been
1: It's been on like the Travel Channel yeah. thing. It's been on all these paranormal sites because it's very yeah. well known that there is paranormal activity there, right? Yeah. So this outfit that we're going to go with is called Big River Paranormal. Mm-hmm. We're not paranormal investigators. No, we investigate paranormal and we stuff. are
0: abnormal people. Yes, <laughs> but we don't do it on a daily basis. It's not our gig. And it sounds like they were at Milner's Gate and stuff. They weren't at Milner's Gate, but they were at the
1: Tuberculosis Hospital in Gooding. Oh, okay. Yeah. (sighs) Which, for those of you who remember or maybe haven't remembered because you haven't listened to it yet, I think it was our fourth and fifth and sixth episodes all dealt with strange things at strange locations. And that included... A Milner's Gate, which is a haunted building in Twin Falls, Idaho. It's like a
0: brewery, bar, Um, pubby place. Right. Super good tuna tower. It was really good.
1: Okay, so we have this apparition that's appearing at Milner's Gate. Mm -hmm. Not only at Milner's Gate, but apparently 40 years ago with Brian and worldwide. Yeah. So this is one of the weird things. We're going to talk about different apparitions later, but we're going to try to focus in on the weird things going on at Milner's Gate, because I think that gives us a launch pad on the kind of apparitions that maybe we can discuss later. Right. Especially if we combine Milner's Gate with our next episode, which will be about the sanitarium in Gooding, Idaho, the tuberculosis mm-hmm. hospital. So because there are different kinds of, there are different kinds of apparitions. Right. So anyway, now let's go on to our next story which is another story about an experience it's vocalized by one of the um employees at milner's gate and let's listen to what she has to say so one
0: of the one of the employees at milner's gate is having this experience
1: yeah one of the employees had brian record this story
0: okay and this is something that happened to this employee right oh yeah. cool yeah. they're not just like telling a story they heard nope, there
1: No, this is an experience she had at Milner's gate oh cool all right let's, let's roll
2: My name is Esmeralda Peña. I am one of the managers here at Milner's Gate. And since I started working here, I've actually had a lot of paranormal experiences here. Um, I often close by myself when all the the rest of the staff has gone home, when I'm doing my reports or paperwork. Um, And I started about a month or two after um, after we opened, when I started working here, I started hearing noises downstairs, like loud, like it sounded like furniture being moved around and it's super scary, especially when you're here by yourself. So, um, it was kind of self, I mean, it was kind of gratifying when the video came out with the bar stools being moved around because it confirmed for me that I wasn't actually hearing things, that there seriously was furniture being moved around downstairs. There was another occasion when, um, I went down the stairs to lock some of the doors and I walked past our boiler room area. And as I was passing the doorway, I heard the loudest um, sound like like a cage door being slammed shut. It was so loud and it scared the living daylights out of me. Um, There is no cage doors in that room. I cannot figure out to this day what in the world that noise could have been. It was so close to my ear. There was no imagining that. Um, I've also had uh, some experiences um, up in the dining room area where we've seen, uh, we have candle holders that are actually stemless wine uh, glasses and we put the candles inside of them twice now. Those things have, um, it seems like they just fly off the walls and go crashing down, It's, it's kind of crazy. But yeah, those are some of the experiences that I've had.
1: And then in Gooding, Idaho, we went to the tuberculosis hospital, which was a sanitarium. It was also, before anything, it was actually built as a college. Yeah. And then when the the tuberculosis hospital needed to happen, they converted it into the hospital. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, so we went there and that was very interesting. These guys... Big River Paranormal, they have done investigations at the same place that we actually investigated.
0: They probably did a much better job. Well,
1: I'm sure, because we were greenhorned.
0: Yep, and you got scared by a kitty cat.
1: I did, yeah. <laughs> but sh- don't give it away. <laughs> don't give it away now. This is Mike, and I am on my way to a haunted place, supposedly haunted place, in Gooding, Idaho. It's October 21st. Well, actually, it's October 22nd because it's 12.15 a.m. I am coming from a most eventful evening at Milner's Gate where my brother-in-law, Brian, showed me around a really cool renovation on a really old building. And now I'm making my way over to an old tuberculosis hospital that was converted into a bed and breakfast and then converted into a university inn hotel um, i stopped there earlier today well yesterday and uh got a reservation the lady said that they usually don't have reservations on mondays and that i was welcome to stay but i would be the only person in the hotel well at least the only person renting a room in the hotel um, so kind of excited about that. I'm gonna go there and there's a lot of history of uh, hauntings and apparitions and things like that. A lot of coverage on like ghost hunters coming trying to find out what's going on there. supposedly has a long history of people that have died. Um, I haven't been able to find any statistics or anything. Um, so I don't know if that even exists, but it doesn't really matter because I'm just going there to check it out. So hopefully it'll be fun hopefully i'll experience something exciting and if not well then at least i'll experience the sights and sounds of a historical building in gooding idaho well with that mike out These guys, Big River Paranormal, are professionals. We actually have an advantage because we know that we're not professionals.
0: Yeah, I I definitely know I'm not professional.
1: We're not professionals. We don't investigate for a living, and we don't pretend to. We are hacks, but I think that gives us a special perspective because we're not looking at it through the lenses of some preconceived notions. We're not jaded. We're just there to experience and then try to quantify that. Through the strata of our intellectual prowess.
0: You should see what he's doing with his hands right now. As he (laughs) said that, it was like jazz fingers mixed with magic. Yeah, and rain, too. Rain Rain coming down.
1: You know, I think that we actually have some pretty good hypotheses. Hypothesis? Hypothesis. Yes. Yes, I think think so, too. One thing about the old Idaho State Penitentiary is that it's well known that it's haunted. Right. And so a lot of media outlets locally and regionally do like little exposés. Yeah. And like we said, Travel Channel, people have been there and done things on it. Anyway, so I'm gonna play some of those clips. Nice
0: next time on Ghost Adventures. We travel to Boise, Idaho to investigate this penitentiary. All right, inmates. You're all staying in here for 24 hours. Are you the one causing all this torment? I'm sorry that you died in here. What's We heard some bad stuff happen in this. If you can hear my voice, I want you to make a noise. Please don't hurt me. I feel something. It's going up my shoulder. Are you touching me right now, Raymond?
1: Think of all the history of all the people that have come through here. The Old Idaho Penitentiary was opened between 1872 and 1973. When people come here, they get that heavy feeling, that sense that sometimes they're being watched, sometimes that they just sense sadness. And of course, we're bringing those stories to light all of the time through the history that we tell.
0: Last time I was here, I believe I saw your shadow. Can you show me again? But we also encourage people, come
2: on down, share your stories of paranormal experiences with us because there was violence, there was death and destruction. I'm looking for Raymond, is Raymond here? If you committed a really nasty crime, you wanna tell us about
1: it? There were around 130 deaths that occurred here at the site. Everything from the 10 folks who were executed to murders, suicides, diseases,
0: natural deaths.
1: You see the remnants of the past. You see these buildings that were burned down and destroyed. No, we didn't let them go as the historical society. We kept them in the context of, of what happened here. And so that's why we're not going to rebuild these buildings because they tell a story. This Halloween, we're taking you behind bars at one of the spookiest spots in the state. Although the old Idaho penitentiary has been closed for almost 50 years, some say inmates still haunt the halls. Our Doug Locksmith and Matt Sizemore tagged along with paranormal investigators into the wee hours of the morning, hoping to see some proof for themselves. A warning, some of the sites and stories you'll see might be a little spooky, and some, Matt says, are absolutely ridiculous. One of the things that was pretty cool about the old Idaho State Penitentiary was they had several famous inmates. Okay.
0: Um, including women. Oh, so it was like a not bisexual.
1: <laughs> no, that's not
0: bisexual. Co-ed?
1: It was a co-ed thing. There we go. And, and <laughs> originally it did not have separations between male and female areas of incarceration, which caused some shenanigans. Mm. So eventually they actually made a women's wing. There's a really cool mansion there. Oh. I guess the prison mansion. And Mm -hmm. they used that as a place to incarcerate the women until they could get the wing that was dedicated to women built. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Um, Down the line of famous inmates, Mm -hmm. there is a very famous female inmate that was incarcerated at the old Idaho State Penitentiary in 1921 oh okay so this gal's name was Lida
0: southard Lida southard okay
1: yeah. and she was a female serial killer and she was a female serial killer
0: <laughs> that's two for two that's funny Maybe that's uh, Lida or Lida or <laughs> Lida or whatever contacting you from the beyond. Trying to tell us something? Yeah. <laughs> Maybe she's saying, I'm listening. You better get
1: the story right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Okay, so a little bit about Lida Southard.
0: Lida, 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 yeah. Lida, Lida So
1: day. she lived in a town where I was born, actually, in Twin Falls, Idaho. Nice. And she met this uh, ruggedly handsome dude named Robert Dooley. Old yeah. Robert Dooley, Bob Dooley. Yep, so Robert okay. Dooley and Lyda Southard, they got hitched. They were wed. And after they got hitched, they moved in with Robert's brother, Ed.
0: Ed, mm-hmm. Ed and Bob Dooley. Yep.
1: And they had paradise there on Earth, just uh, Robert and Lida and Ed. Okay. Well, about nine months later, they had a daughter named
0: Lorraine. Convenient.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. But one day, a sad tale Lorraine mysteriously dies. Oh. And they can't quite figure out why, but. Lida insists that she drank some really bad well water. And that's what killed her. You okay. know, a young kid drinking bad water. Possible. Not a, not not a good uncommon, thing. Common, yeah. probably in 19... 19- whatever it whatever was. Whatever he okay. Well, 14. Uh, so then a little after that, um, Ed, poor Ed, Mr. Ed, dies. Mysteriously. Okay. And they... That's the brother. Right. Yeah. Okay. The brother dies. And he dies of like some kind of weird poisoning. He dies. Oof. Right. So poor Robert lost his daughter lost his brother and then oh he dies mysteriously well not so mysteriously they diagnose it as typhoid typhoid and,
0: and he dies what's typhoid uh, it's a typhoid fever you've heard of that right yeah, yeah. okay it's a it's an illness i don't know do i look like a
1: doctor have... i'm a hack i'm not a doctor i don't know anyway so know. We'll he dies the and the historical documents say that it was diagnosed that he died of typhoid. typhoid okay, okay. so twin falls county well after that she's sad she oh, is really, really sad. Poor Lita Lida. And, the light the and uh, Lida meets another dude eventually, and his name was William or Bill McAffle. 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 Yep. Unfortunately, McAffle also died of typhoid. Oh, William um, G.
0: Yeah, McAffle yeah, died in 1918. Of typhoid?
1: Yeah, he died in 1918. Robert died in 1914. Hmm. And, you know, four years later, poor Lida is a widow again. Fortunately, just like with Robert, there was an insurance policy.
0: Oh, that's convenient.
1: And she was the only... Recipient? Yeah. Huh. So, she was the beneficiary. Huh. She gets the loot. So, same thing with William. You know, poor Bill. He dies, and uh, husband number two dies, and, and Lida gets the goods. Okay. So, now she's depressed. Oh, Yeah. So, she moves away. I think she moves to Montana.
0: Mondan. Yep. Yeah.
1: And uh, she meets this guy, Harlan C. Lewis. Mm-hmm. They get married, and then, you know, poor guy... He dies mysteriously as well. I have no official diagnosis, but he dies in nineteen nineteen. Okay, so one, two, three. This is number three. And yep. if it
0: was baseball, she'd be out.
1: Yeah. So this is three husbands in two in relatives. five years. Yeah.
0: Yep. Yep. Plus two relatives. Yeah, two relatives and, and three husbands. Body count. Two relatives. And three she husbands, again five. is the
1: beneficiary, the sole beneficiary of another, Ooh. you know, life insurance policy. Ah, she's so sad. She moves to Pocatello, and she meets a guy, Edward Meyer. <laughs> but he mysteriously dies in 1920 as well. And I think that one's also... Three. Yeah, that's... the No, that's number four. Three years. Oh. In a row. Yeah. Back yeah. to back to yeah, back. Yeah, she moves fast. Um, and so he dies in 1920 in Pocatello. Pocatello. So she's back in Idaho. Well, the original husband, Robert Dooley, mm-hmm. had a brother who was very smart, and he happened to be a chemist. Oh. And I think he saw these things happening. And he started going, hey, a little light bell goes off in his head. Ding, 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 ding. Something's not right here. So he starts doing a little investigation with another chemist and a doctor. Okay. And they exhume the bodies and they find that Edward and Robert and Lorraine Dooley had traces of arsenic in their system. Mm Mm-hmm. So now they know something weird's going on. You know, poor... Poor Lida, she's very, very discouraged and, and sad. And uh, her really smart ex brother in law mm-hmm. puts together, along with a few other people, that there's something nefarious going Uh-oh. on. And so they consult the authorities. Mm-hmm. And eventually, Lida is arrested in yes. 1921. Get her. Yep. She's arrested and put in jail, and she is tried. And she is found guilty of second degree murder, and she is sentenced to 10 years to life in prison. She killed her own daughter?
0: Yeah. And four? Yeah, husbands. and
1: actually, that husband in between, um, I think it was the one in uh, Montana, I think it was McCaffel. Mm-hmm. They had a daughter together there that was just an infant, and she mysteriously died too. So there's actually two
0: daughters that were killed by her. I, I picture the brother of Dooley, the Dooley brother. <laughs> He's in like a. a science lab with like beakers and all these things he's in like a coat with those big science goggles on Mm -hmm. and he like pours it in and it like changes the right color and he holds it up to the light and then he takes his goggles off and he's like that bitch (laughs) just like that i don't know that's what i pictured.
1: maybe something like that i don't know if they used that word in that day thine winch thine winch (laughs) that the fine winch carsten woman yeah (laughs) So she's arrested, she's thrown in prison. Okay, the story doesn't stop there. It's it's very interesting oh. story. So she's thrown in prison and then she escapes. <laughs> she escapes and runs back to Denver, Colorado. She's a mountain woman. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> and uh, there she marries another guy. Now this guy, he eventually kind of catches on to things. Mm. I I don't know how he finds out things, discovers stuff, but anyway, he is suspicious and he turns her back in. So she is carted back to Idaho. And she serves out the rest of her sentence. Eventually, she is uh, put on permanent probation in 1941 because she was only convicted of second-degree murder. She was put on probation, and then she eventually dies in Salt Lake City in 1952. And then they move her body back to Twin Falls, Idaho, where she is buried, and her tombstone can now be found in the Sunset Memorial Park in Twin Falls, Idaho. Wow.
0: I've been there. Yeah,
1: me too. Many times. I'm going to
0: go pee on it just kidding.
1: I don't know, maybe she, you know, maybe she confessed her sins and made things right. Nope. <laughs> she killed a baby. She killed two babies. She killed two babies and four dudes yeah. and another dude. Yeah, but she got rich. Yeah, it's not worth it. You know, it's funny. I was looking at the value of the insurance policies. You know, they were all like 4600 bucks, 7000 yeah. bucks, 3000 bucks. But that's like that's like $100,000. Yeah, it's a now. lot of money yeah. back then. It was a big deal. All right. Yeah. So that's my story of famous inmates. Which brings us back to us and what we're going to do on this Friday night. We're going to meet up and we're going to put on our A Strange Things shirts. Oh, yeah. And we're going to go to the old Idaho State Penitentiary and we are going to join a team and we are going to take our equipment and we are going to listen and videotape and record and try to come in contact with some kind of strange person paranormal experience. Mm. I think it's going to be fun. be
0: creepy, maybe. Yeah. I've been in there. It was creepy, but I was little, mm-hmm. I guess. But it was daytime. I
1: was a little creeped out. It's an interesting thing. So I'm going to put some pictures up on our website so people can look and I'll also do some links to for anybody that's, you know, local or regional that would maybe like to come and do one of these. They do seven or eight of these a year. Mm-hmm. And then actually in October, I think they do an all-night sleepover. As you get close to Halloween, they do an all-nighter in the prison where you can go in your pajamas oh. and sleep there and hopefully encounter a ghost. We should get
0: some matching Strange Thing onesie pajamas.
1: <laughs> With footies in them.
0: We, you could say, pajamin. <laughs> yeah. I hope you like pajamas too.
1: What? I don't Good know. Bob
0: Marley song, Yeah, I'm excited oh. about it. It's going to be fun. And we're going to have a guest probably on our next episode who's going to be joining us on our paranormal activities. Yes, we are. We have a special friend. Yeah, that he's, sounds weird. <laughs>
1: he's, he's kind of a techie, geeky guy, and we're hoping he can help us in that department. But also, he's just super dope. Yeah. That's he, what he is. He's a nice guy.
0: Nice guy. And him and I are like, we always say the same thing at the same time. Yeah, It's weird. We're on the same brain level. And,
1: you know, we got to be honest and say we were going to invite your brother-in-law, my Mm son-in-law, but we knew that he would probably be screaming the whole time, along with your wife.
0: He sent a picture (laughs) of, like, Kevin Hart in a car. It was just like, nope, (laughs) hell no. We we invited Mm -hmm.
1: him, but, yeah, I don't know. Have you ever heard my son-in-law Andrew scream?
0: (laughs) uh, It's an unforgettable sound. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> yeah. we'll have to get him into something yeah bigfoot costume maybe
1: yeah he'd look good in a bigfoot costume riding a moped
0: yeah yeah that's what i'm talking <laughs> about yeah i saw it on like uh like ghostbusters international or yeah s- and uh they were in like a courtyard and I, I used to watch those like every day on netflix just hammering down all the ghostbuster shows but they have like an orb that they caught in the the field field. and they like talk about it and there's some other experiences there is a courtyard
1: now Mm -hmm. the courtyard was uh, originally it was where they actually did the public executions they would hang them out in this courtyard and then they moved it inside and the first and only and last time it was used was with that snowden character
0: i vaguely remember hearing that maybe Mm -hmm. that he was hung and it didn't Didn't work right away Mm -hmm. and he had to hang there until he died
1: well you know it was weird i mean it was kind of a science you had to calculate the right distance of the fall because if you made it too long it would just pop the head right up that'd be cool and if you didn't do it long enough it wouldn't snap the neck and then they would basically suffocate for you know it could take a long time depending on how strong their neck muscles honestly were. i'm kind of glad it wasn't clean Person, for that person?
0: Yeah, because he stabbed a widow. So this lady's probably having the worst time of her life through the last couple of totally. years. Totally, yeah. And then she's going out to bars, probably like, oh, you know, got to get back mm-hmm. on the old horse, you know, and trying to kind of like mm-hmm. get her life started again. And then this sack of... Chow-ia. Yep, Chewia. Sack of Chewia. Cholula?
1: Sack of Chewia, sack of oh, okay. Yeah, it's a
0: bad pun reference. But- this sack of crap, <laughs> whatever. <laughs> yeah. Guano. Terrible guy and it, I He read,
1: hurt, takes advantage of somebody And I'd read some stuff There had been other reported assaults of this mm. guy So and maybe I'll do a little more research on that And then after we do our next episode Where we're going to tell of our experiences Maybe we'll go into a little more detail on him If I find more information
0: I'm going to get there I'm going to be like I don't know who you are And I don't know what realm you live in But I have a specific set of skills And those skills are welding, and they do not apply here. (laughs) (laughs) You know, one
1: thing, and it would be fun to do, although I respect Big River Paranormal Investigators, Mm -hmm. I don't want to like do anything like this, but it's tempting because of all the things I've seen that are so hokey on Travel Channel and all the (laughs) other places, is just to go there and mess with people. Right. Mess with the investigators. (laughs) Yeah. You know, like the one we watch where the guy throws the keys in slow motion, you know, (laughs) things (laughs) like that. We could go there and like set up things
0: that like you mouse know, traps on the floor. Or just that, like play
1: your a recording on your phone, very low, that would be picked up on an EVP. Oh, yeah, like,
0: yeah, that thing from Lord of the Rings.
1: I hate it, Cora. I
0: hate it, Cora. Yeah, something like that, or like I'm a sack of shit. <laughs>
1: I don't know so anyway i think we can close this out and uh we look forward to you hearing of our experiences mm-hmm. at the old idaho state penitentiary
0: yeah so join us next time for some cold breezes as we walk through the creepy penitentiary. as we drink warm beverages possibly a <laughs> little sneak a little flasky flask <laughs> in my leg and you see yeah so join us next time for some cold drinks and some strange, spooky, and kind of paranormal conversations. Totally. Taters. Taters. <laughs>